A good job is to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. This week's coming parshios is Netzavim and Vayelech, and we have lots of simchas in the shul this Shabbos. Uh, Mark Lazaro celebrating his 60th birthday. His father Tony is celebrating his second bar mitzvah 70 years after the first bar mitzvah. And also we're very happy to announce that the Kingsburys have brought in their second daughter into their family, Mazel Tov to Nicole and Aaron and the Gansa Mishpacha. This week's Parsha talks about the mitzvah of Teshuvah, according to the Ramban. And the Pasuk says, The thing is very close to you. In your mouth, and in your heart, to do it. And the Ramban explains, how is tshuva in your mouth and in your heart? In your mouth, that's vidui, that's confession. Bilbavcha in your heart, that's harata, that's regret, and kabbalah seed, and a resolution for the future. However, even though that's what the Ramban says, but we can't forget the last words. La'asoso, to do it. To be able to fulfill tshuva, as it's supposed to be done, it's not enough words, it's not enough regret, but it is to do it. Not to delay, not to push it down, but to actually do tshuva. And we know Rav Shalom Shvadron mentions many times, based on a medrash in Sefer Bereshis, on the words, Va'ata and now, penyishlach yoro, lest he cast his hand, the measure says, Ein The word ata means Ela Teshuva. It means Shuva. And why does the word ata, Ayin, Tuf, Hey, mean Shuva? Because Shuva needs to be done ata now, right away, without pushing it off. Now, there's a confession, there's a regret, but the main thing is to change directions and to do it now. A lot of people are very much involved in thinking about tshuva, wanting to do tshuva, talking about tshuva, but what happens to the doing, and therefore it's not enough, beficha in your mouth, ubevavcha in your heart, but it is la'asoso to do it. And is a very simple example that really relates to halacha in a mishnah, in Meseches Baba Metziah, Daf we know that if you find a lost object, there's ways in which you can acquire ownership of it. So the Talmud gives us a case. If you see an object in the street and you fall on it, you literally fall on it, and somebody else slips his hand underneath you and pulls out the object, who gets to keep it? The one who pulls it out. Very interesting. Think about that scenario. You've got a street, a busy street, and someone walks by and sees a golden watch in the street. He runs, and what does he do? He falls completely, lies flat, prostrating completely on the ground, covering up the watch. Do you understand what's going on? He's stopping up traffic. People may think he collapsed and died, but then they see he's alive. They say he's, he's okay. Maybe he fainted or something. No, he says, everything's fine, it's fine. So it says, what's going on? Are you sick? He says, no, so what's going on? He says, well, underneath my belly, there's a golden watch. I'm lying on it. 
<laughs> so a smart Jew comes along very discreetly and very deftly. He just walks by him, quickly slips his hand underneath and rips out the watch. And what's the halacha? The guy can scream up without, I lay down on the watch, I lay down on the watch, it's my watch, it's my watch, I risk my life. The other guy said, sorry, the halacha is, you got to grab it. And therefore, as it says in Pirkei Avos, everything depends about the abundance of action. Falling on an, on an object does not give you ownership. You must grab it. Similarly, allegorically, we can't just fall into tshuva. Oh, I feel really bad that I did certain sins. Oh, I admit that I did it. That's falling all over the the sins, but we're not doing anything about it. You could talk about tshuva here and excited about doing tshuva, but the bottom line is you got to do it. And that's what the Pasuk is saying. As much as your mouth has to be involved, yes, there has to be confession. And yes, there has to be regret and there has to be resolution, but the bottom line is you got to do it. If you don't do, you're falling short of accomplishing what tshuva is meant to do. There is a beautiful mushal that explains this idea. Let's say there's a medicine, a very expensive medicine. It's a thousand dollars a pill. But when you take that pill, a person got very bad heart pains or whatever. And the question is, it's a pikuach nefesh for the person. He has to take a pill and he needs to take the pill, let's say even on Yom Kippur. And, and they said, you're going to take the pill? And you go, yes, it's Pikuach Nevich. It's life and death. I'm allowed to take it. And look, look at this pill. He showed me a pill. This pill costs $1,000. And I've got three of them for Yom Kippur. And what does he do? He takes the three pills. He puts it in his pocket. He's so excited that he spent $1,000 per pill. And he's got a pill that's a miracle drug. And then what happens? He has all these pains and he dies from a heart attack because he didn't take the pills. It's not enough that your mouth says the pills will save you. It's not enough your heart feels, uh, your emotions feel, I've done everything to care of myself, but you got to, bottom line, take the pill. And for some of us, the pill of tshuva may be a little bit bitter. And it's hard to change our actions. And therefore, the rabbis suggest always, always, always to start with something very small. And we can't measure how beneficial is a small amount. As our rabbis say, Hashem says, Peace, holy Pesach, open up for me an opening. Kechuda shalmachat of the eye of a needle and I will open up great expansiveness for you. And here's a true story that happened they related to, to Rev. Ruvain Karlenstein, Zichron Levracha. There was a young fellow, a 30-year-old person who was not a Shomer Torah mitzvos in Eretz Yisrael. His mother passed away and a friend of his came to visit him from far away. He happened to be a rabbi. And the fellow says, Kvodorav, I want to ask you something. I was very close to my mother. I want to do something to merit her soul that she should have it good in the next world. And the rabbi friend is beginning to think about it and the young guy says, wait a minute, I'm asking from you though, but don't give me something hard. Give me something easy, like something with money. 
I'm prepared to spend some money. So the rabbi says, how much would you spend? How much? I mean, how much How much do you need? Well, I don't know. Like, around, how much How much money could you spend? Around, I don't know, $1,000, maybe $2,000. Thinking a little more. He said, if the rabbi would tell me something really special for the Shema, maybe I can go up to $5,000. Okay. Rabbi says, okay, I hear. So let me ask you, are you prepared to spend 50 shekel? I said, what are you talking about 50 shekels? I just told you I could give up to $5,000. I understand, said the rabbi. So do me a favor. After the shiva, go to a department store and buy yourself a little Shabbos lamp. A small lamp that, you know, you attach into the bathroom, one of these small little six-volt lamps or a small lamp. And uh, put it in the bathroom and write a little card on it. And put it in the bathroom right before Shabbos. And put a little card that says, no one should touch this little lamp. Don't light it. Don't turn it off. Leave it on the whole Shabbos. It's a ner neshama. It's a, it's a can. It's a light for my mother's soul. And leave it there for, for, a, for, a, for a few, a month. And how much is that going to cost you in electricity? How's the whole thing going to be? 50 shackles. So the guy turns and says, New? What's that going to do for my mother? The rabbi said, what are you talking about? Do you know how much chil Shabbos you will prevent? On a regular Shabbos, you go into the washroom, turn on the light. You go out to the washroom, turn off the light. Your kids go into the washroom, turn on the light, turn off the light. You know how many times, 20, 30 times, chil Shabbos can be avoided? So the guy says, no, and, and will my mother get something out of it? Oh, for sure. She's going to get the most benefit that her children and grandchildren are not being Michal Shabbos. So that's what the guy did. It's not hard. He bought himself a little lamp, whatever. He told the whole family not to touch it. And they went into the bathroom, in and out. They never turned on the light. Now, you know, Rabbi said, there's a rule. Every mitzvah, share, kiddushan, ubemitzvah, of. Hashem sanctifies us with his mitzvahs. And when you do a mitzvah, it makes a person holier. So after a half a year, this young man comes back to the rabbi and says, you know, I'm very appreciative to the rabbi that you gave me this idea. But maybe there's something I could do a little more than this, something a little bit more ser serious than this. Rabbi said, but nobody turned on the light. No, 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 it's been good for six months. Everyone keeps the light on the whole Saturday. So I'll tell you what, why don't you get a little bigger lamp and put it into the child children's playroom and put that on on Shabbos. And also write, Ner neshama lo lechabot, le'ilui nishmat ima. It's also a, a, a candle for the soul. It's okay. Anyway, years passed, and that young man of 30 Shomer Torah mitzvahs him and the whole family. And that's what it says in Mishlei. Make your wars with good strategies. A small thing that we accept upon ourselves can make an upheaval. So let's talk about a few small things we could do. How about brachos and physical pleasures? How long does it take to make a bracha? A 
bracha, hamotzi, shahakol, mezonos, word by word, saying it slowly, and as you're saying it, think about what you're saying. I'm making a, a blessing to the Almighty. I say baruch, baruch means blessed. I tell you, you, Hashem, I'm talking to you. Saying that, but how long does it take? With kavona, every word enunciated, it'll create an upheaval within the person. If you do this every day, and every day you make brachas on food, no different than not being Machal Shabbos by keeping the light on the whole time is the same thing with this. It's a small thing, and with certain brachas in the Amida, Hashem, you give man understanding. These are all critical things, small things, little things that you can actually do right away. That's the point. We start thinking, what am I going to do? I regret, I have to make big change, and then nothing ever happens. Don't minimize the smallest concrete real change that we could be doing right now today. It says in the, the Baal Haredim, in the last chapter of his Sefer Mitzvah Hatuyas Ba'oritz, in the seventh chapter, he writes what he heard from Magide Yemes people who understand the depths of, of the truth of the Torah. And they tell a story that happened in the kingdom of Castilia with one of the officers of the kings. Now we know the officers of the kings usually don't have a lot of things to do. Once you win your wars, you're kind of retired. They got money like going like crazy. They want to do things, they get bored. So what do they do? They go on, you know, they go hunting, hunting, you know, hunting for the fox, whatever. So they're going on the hunt, and what happens? One of the foxes bites the officer. Okay, so he didn't really feel much. But as time passed, there was big pain, inflammation of the leg. He's getting a very bad reaction. They go to the doctors, and they didn't know what to do. There was no medication they could find, and he's, and he's dying. So they're looking for expert doctors. Maybe they could find in another country, another region. But in the middle, but it's going to take so long to get a hold of it, things are getting worse and worse. And with all that balagan going on, a simple farmer comes along. He can't even count until three. And sometimes he'd come and bring a gift to the king. So he comes to bring a gift to the king, and he sees the dark atmosphere. They're all crying. He says, what's the matter? What's going on? So they say, well, the officer, he went to... Uh, to hunt, he got bitten by a fox, this and that. A snake bit him? A, 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 a fox bit him? Oh, I got a medicine for it. My booby told it to me. You take a certain type of grass, you cook it in a pot, and then you give him to drink, and that'll heal him even from fox bites. And I happen to have some of the grass in my house. I don't live far away. I can quickly go prepare the medication and give it to him. So all the important people in the palace are laughing at him. Here are the greatest doctors in the world. And they're trying to break their heads to figure what to do. And you're giving us some bubba mices over here? This is not a time for jokes. Get out of here. But there was one wise man who approached and said, Listen, guys, what's it going to matter to you? Do you have any better ideas? Let's try what he says. What could hurt? Okay, go, go bring the medicine. 
He goes, he cuts the, the grasses, he cooks them. And now the, 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 the officer's like unconscious. He's like finished. So the farmer comes in, he takes a spoon, puts one spoon into his mouth, get him to swallow it, puts another one in every day as much as he can. By the third day, the doctor, the, the, the officer was completely healed and was able to walk out. So I asked the Sefer Haredim, what's the pshat? What's going on? The best doctors in the world, scientists, they didn't know what the booby taught this farmer. So the Haredim says an incredible idea. He says, doctors, they understand medicine, but they don't understand sigulot, which in English is like charms. Things that just happen to work. That's the way it works. Sometimes just certain things just work. So go figure it out. Doesn't necessarily work medically, but these things just work. So the Sefer Haredim explains that the way it is with Rufuas Saguf, sometimes it happens the same with Rufuas Hanefesh, healing of the soul. There are some medications for the Averis that we do that the sickness of the Averis requires such a strong kapara for sins that we've stumbled and tshuva is very hard. In the olden days, you know, you had a roll in snow, self-flagellations. If you look in many of the Sforim, how many days you should fast. I mean, real, real Averos need real, real tshuva. And that's what we'd call textbook medical tshuva. Tshuva is really hard. But then there's some things that we'll call sigulot, charms. Easier things, not hard. And if you use the charm with tshuva, it helps to bring atonement for the sins. And these are the words of the Sefer Haredim. We should uh, search out in the fields that Hashem has blessed. And what are the fields that Hashem has blessed? Hu HaGemara, that's the Talmud. And you'll find in the Talmud, Mine Skulos or Rufuos Kalos, certain types of Segulas and easy medications, Lerapos Cholianefesh, to heal the sickness of the soul that's so weak, that people have no strength to take the, the difficult medicine. And he brings six Segulos, but we'll just bring you three. The first skula we find the rabbis tell us anyone who answers Amen Yehei Shmei Rabbah with all his strength, with all his kavana, and by doing that he increases the honor of heaven in this world, even if he has a tinge of heresy. And the Zohar says, and if he mamish is answering so strong. Like he's almost shaking. And if a person's used to this, he'll be rewarded that all his sins will be forgiven if he does not return to them. Wow. With all your heart, with all your kishkas, amen, yehei shmei rabah. By the way, there's a pause between amen and then yehei shmei rabah mevarach liolam liomel maya with all your kavanas. And you have that in mind, that's a segula, because you're making a tremendous kiddush Hashem. 
Another school of Ishmira Shabbos is keeping Shabbos. And not just the regular Shabbos that you're obliged to, but Tosefa Shabbos to add on. Start Shabbos early like we do in our shul. As we're going to start Mincha, I believe, at 6 o'clock. Check the calendar to be sure that I got the right time. We started early. We ended late. It's not so hard. It's not so hard to start Shabbos a little earlier. You can have supper a little earlier. It's not so hard to end Shabbos late. And the third school up is to let things go. To be maver amidoscha. Somebody hurts you. Somebody says something bad. You're silent. And you say, good morning. Holding things back. Being not just mavater, but not responding. If people have insults to you. Just hold it back. That's something that has a segula, that has a charm, that these things work. So as we're closing in to the last week before Rosh Hashanah, and we're trying to come up with ways to approach Hashem. Remember, Rosh Hashanah is not the time to start doing teshuva. The whole month of Elul is the time to do teshuva. Rosh Hashanah, we're coronating the king. And when you coronate the king, he doesn't want sinners to coronate him. The time for tshuva is now. And that's why this week's parsha is telling us all about tshuva. And tshuva needs us to, to talk about it, to say the vidui. Tshuva requires us to make resolutions to change and truly regret. But most important, this Shabbos, start doing things. That you have not been doing. That are just a little bit hard. But yes, but it that's going to make a difference. Let me just uh, share with you a story. It just came to mind. I believe it was at the Ger Rebbe. I could be wrong, but I think it's the Ger Rebbe. And he had a uh, chassid. Who, uh, who usually would go out of town off into Varsha. And he would always bazegendich with the uh, with the Rebbe. He would say goodbye to the Rebbe and ask for a bracha this and that. So one time the Rebbe said, "Oh, you're going to Varsha. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. You know they have some very nice cigars in Varsha. And uh, when you go to Varsha, can you just pick up a, a, a box of cigars for me? I really would enjoy it." I says, "Rebbe, for sure. It's be such an honor." So the guy goes to Varsha. He does his business. He's on the way back. He goes, Oi, I forgot to get the Rebbe the cigars. Okay, you know what he'll do? When he gets back into near Gare, he'll go to a convenience store and buy some cigars. So he comes back. He sees the Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, honestly, I tell you, I really forgot, but I remembered at the last minute, so here's the cigars. So the Rebbe smiles and says, My dear Chassid, do you really think I need the cigars? Would I trouble you to get me cigars? Well, I don't know. I was thinking about that. He says, no, you know why I asked you for the cigars? Because if I ask you to get me this cigar in Warsaw, you'll be thinking about me in Warsaw. And when you're thinking about me in Warsaw, and my my that visualization may help you refrain from doing things you normally shouldn't be doing in Warsaw. Because you're thinking about me. Just getting it for me now, that's already too late. Rabbi Sai, it's the same idea. When you take a segula, 
when you say, I'm going to say, Amen, Yehishmei Rabbah. Now, how many times a day are you going to say it already? How many times during the whole Shachris, Minchamar, maybe 10 times, 12 times? But that means you, you're thinking about Hashem during that time. Even for just a few moments. When you're making a bracha with kavana, for that moment, you, you're remembering that Hashem has sent you on a mission much more important than the Ger Rebbe has sent you on a mission. All those skulos starting Shabbos a little earlier. That's telling you the whole Shabbos is different. Somebody hurts your feeling and just let it go. Let it go. You don't have to always respond. You don't have to bear a grudge. It reminds you that Shem is there. And that's really what Shuva is all about. Shuva is returning to Hashem. And when you return to Hashem, you're not interested in doing these silly affairs that we're doing. So Rabbi said, let's take it on. As soon as you hear this talk, stop for a minute and say, okay, this is the small thing that I'm going to actually do in a way of a skula. And from little things, if it can help the, the, the secular Jew who is Machal Shabbos to no longer be Machal Shabbos, it can help each and every one of us to reach the goals we're trying to reach and to Mamash have a beautiful, sweet year, new year. As we come this Rosh Hashanah, Amen. Thank you all for listening.